Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Keep those questions and comments coming. Make sure to send them to info at theabstractathlete.com. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and beginagaintoys.com to check out our new product line. And do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network. Really, really excited about the podcast today as I get to speak with an old friend of mine, strength training and powerlifter and multimedia artist Arjan Sasweta. Make sure to follow Arjan on Instagram at Arjan Sasweta. That's A-R-J-A-N-Z-A-Z-U-E-T-A. And check out his website, ArjanSasweta.com. Let's welcome Arjan Sasweta. I love that you come in here like an athlete, not an artist, on before time, before, <laughs> ahead of time. Well done, sir. <laughs> how to check how to check this audio, Ron. How's this? How, okay, let me hear it. Oh, I'm good. I have a, is it good? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay, I, go, cool. I go through a separate um, Zoom. It's like a Zoom recorder. Um, okay. Not okay. the actual thing. So I record on the, you know, the, the Zoom on here, but I also have like, it's like a zoom recorder. So, cause I do all this, um, I'll put out some, um, video snippets that I'll send to you and all that shit. And, uh, but dude, thanks for doing this. This is fun as shit. Like, uh, by the way, I, I'd start recording immediately. Um, but it's just fun as shit. Cause I remember kind of, uh, well, first of all, we were in school together. I was actually a grad student. You were an undergrad, um, at VCU, but I remember, I don't know. It's been, two or three years. I don't know if it was like right before COVID started or whatever that I started seeing you. Is it called powerlifting? I'm going to, what, what do you, what is the term that it's? That, yeah. I mean, yeah. For, I mean, for us we're. I mean, my wife and I, that's what I thought she was doing it. Yeah, I knew. I know. I yeah, thought she yeah. was doing it as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, we, we are definitely interested in, you know, just strength training in general, but mostly we're interested in powerlifting um, you know, as a whole, I, she actually just did her first powerlifting meet and, um, which is like a, it was a rookie meet for people who have her first time, you know, first time in a, doing a meet, yeah. which is super cool up in, uh, upstate New York. Um, so, you know, I was inspired enough from her, what she was doing. So I signed up for a meet in February. Um, yeah. So mostly it's mostly powerlifting, but, you know, generally I'm interested in, you know, stre- strength and conditioning training, um, I think bodybuilding training is interesting. Just in general, strength training is just a fascinating. Has that, has that been to, something? Because so. I, we, you and I have never, ta- not that we talked all the time back then, but we were definitely had had a relationship of and stuff. Is that something you were always interested in? Because I, it's it's fun for me to like see people I know that are like in the same world as me. <laughs> um, because I think, I mean, part of what we're doing at the Abstract Athlete is really trying to promote that we should all be doing physical stuff, mental stuff, hence 
creativity and then eating right because it like it's good for for obviously for our real health but it's also good for our mental health and so like is it something that like were you an athlete growing up like did i not know this (laughs) yeah so yeah no i'll give a little back i am not really a natural athlete um (laughs) when i was you know when i was younger in high school i you know played soccer um i really loved playing to be honest my favorite sport was basketball um, I'm 5'10", maybe, um, you know, I weigh, I'm, yeah, I'm like 170 pounds right now, but even when I was younger, I was like in the one sixties. Um, so I was pretty small. So basketball probably wasn't, wasn't going to be my future. Hey man, I was 5'10 um, in high school and I could dunk. So let me just say that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the same athletic abilities, Ron. So, uh, but no, I loved basketball, but I wasn't like an athlete by any stretch of imagination. Um, I actually got interested, you know, actually it's, there's a whole backstory to it, but, um, basically what happened for me yeah. so to answer your question, no, I was not <laughs> an athlete, uh, growing up, but I, you know, I, I liked playing basketball and I was on the soccer team so forth and so on, you know, cause I remember actually you, cause you played baseball in college, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. No, no, I think I was like that in some ways, I think I was an outsider in that respect. But again, like, I, I think you find out more and more that a lot of artists are athletic in some sense. They just don't talk about it. I think it's changing. Like, I think it's like when I was younger, like I talk about this a lot, a lot on the podcast in, in different episodes that when I was younger, it's like I was an artist in, in high school but I was an athlete in high school. Like nobody really knew I was an artist. Like I was in a, in a, in a high school class with Inca S and high, like we were like, she went to high school with me, you know? And it's like, I remember going into that class with her. We did, had this first computer graphics or computer art class. And I walked in and it was like all the artists. And then me, because the art teacher actually asked me to come in and it was like that weird, you know, that, that moment. But it's, it's, it's that same thing. It's also like what, we work with a lot of former professional athletes that are also creative. And my thing with that is, you know, I want to bring both of these worlds together because again, I think we all should be doing both. It doesn't mean you have to be professional in either one of them, but it's also, it's just like, I think, you know, like talking to you or like talking to a, a professional baseball player or whatever that's also an artist like there's different ways to inspire people to do different things and I think that's like really important because a lot of times like I just don't think people think that they're allowed to do it you know I know that sounds weird but it's like for me it's like a permission thing it's like we work with a guy and I always mention him Tony Mandrich big huge former football player and he's like makes these beautiful photographs and he walks into a room like you know it's it's the big offensive line and like he was on the cover of sports illustrated twice and then you see these photographs and to me like it gives not just kids that are athletes permission to be creative but it gives adults permission too which i think is a big Mm -hmm. hurdle yeah absolutely and i think that um i actually do think there's a strong connection between people who are interested in sports and athletics and visual arts, like um, I've talked to a number of my friends who teach, um, you know, teach painting and drawing. And a lot of times the, you know, the athletes will come into the class um, and, you know, maybe they're taking the drawing as an elective, but 
you know, the hand-eye coordination, I don't know if it's the hand-eye coordination, I don't know if it's the whatever, but these guys can draw really, really well. Um, and I still remember when I was in undergrad, there was a guy, and, and also people from other, you know, other disciplines, this guy I think was a, I think he was an engineering major. And uh, I remember it was uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Brenneman, oh, yeah. Sarah, right? Yeah. She was the teacher of this class. And this guy, this kid, you know, he was an engineering major. He had like the most beautiful touch yep. on all the, like all his drawings were of all the art students, you know, his drawings were by far like, everyone was like, God, these, the, the touch on this, this drawings. And I've seen it in athletes too, like really ability to get proportions and all sorts of things where you're like, wow, this guy's pretty talented. Um, and I think this has been the case. I actually know quite a few artists, friends of mine who are artists who are still athletic or were definitely athletes. Um, a friend of mine teaches, uh, I don't know if you know, Mike, Mike Willie, he's a professor at Illinois state, but He's very athletic and he's actually a, a base. I think he still is a minor minor league scout for the Orioles. Oh shit, you got to put me in touch. I'd love to talk yeah, yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And my buddy Jason, um, my buddy Jason, who's a, a great abstract painter, um, he, you know, played, I think he, even at Pratt, he was on the basketball team at Pratt and still plays tennis um, and, and basketball like weekly into his, you know, he's in his late 40s. So I think there is, there's definitely some kind of body you know, hand-eye coordination, body connection, something about visual artists uh, and and athletics. But yeah, it's definitely not um, something that we think of right away. Now, and I like um, my curiosity with you is, uh, you were always disciplined. I remember, I mean, never, you know, but like I think traditionally artists are less disciplined. Like maybe that's a stereotype, but you know, they're they're a little bit more aloof or whatever. And athletes traditionally are more disciplined because they have practice and blah blah, you know, like all that stuff. And to me, there is like this interesting, you know, connection between putting athletes and artists in a room together. First of all, the the artists are getting a different way. Well, maybe it's a, a more real way of talking because we both know being in art school, as much as we want to think that we're like free thinker, well, we are, but a lot of and it, it, the, the dialogue just becomes narrower and narrower. And like when you bring in these people that are not in art school into these classes or just in dialogue, they're just talking about what they see, which I think is super healthy. And then the artists get to see the discipline of an athlete and understand, oh, art is a practice just like it is working out for basketball or baseball or whatever. And so like with you, did you notice any, any like connection to your art discipline through the fact that you started, you know, strength training and at a higher, you yeah. know, maybe you've done this for a long time, but like, it seems like, again, like you've gotten more and more into it. Like, and I don't know, like you said, Jennifer did her, that's right. Yeah. This is her wife's name, Jennifer, right? Um, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, she did her first competition. Like, is that something that you're going to get into? Like, and is, I mean, do they, do you, I guess, do you yeah. notice any of these like things, affecting the way that your art practice is changing or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually, I, for me, I, I mean, probably some of my friends, you know, they, they get tired of hearing about it, but I think <laughs> well, now they have to listen um, to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send them the link. Right. So, so, but yeah, I think from, um, from training, you know, like it's a dip. And I think, you know, I, I, it's funny because 
you know, I'm 46, uh, 45, maybe 46 this year. And I think about these kind of, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get everyone to like start lifting weights because, you know, I have, you know, my, my dad's in the seventies. I'm trying to get him on a little strength training program. Even if it's light, like just the benefits of it are so from your blood work to how you feel all this stuff. But I, when we're, we think about our training, like, you know, we, I basically, we have a four day a week training schedule. Um, it's very regimented. Like before I, we get to the gym, we know exactly what we need to do that day. We have a sense of what the numbers are going to look like. And, you know, and then accordingly, you have to try to eat what, you know, well enough to sustain it because it can be kind of, you know, your takes, as you know, it takes a lot out of your body. And, um, but that regular training, like the only way you get stronger is just by showing up those on your schedule on those days and putting the work in, like, there's no, like, it's not like, a, like a magic. I mean, some people are stronger. Okay. There's some people that are really are yeah. just built different, <laughs> but generally speaking, they still show up on their, their schedule and they're doing their work to get stronger. And I think the analogy is like how you see things develop in your own studio. Like it took me a long time to figure out that exactly what happens in the gym is uh, what happens in your studio. Like you have to show up in the studio and put in time on a regular consistent schedule in order to see the kind of results you want. And I, the other thing that's fascinating. And so those two analogies are so clear to me now, even though sometimes I struggle, like maybe we have life stuff that gets in the way, or you intend to go to the studio and, you know, you have to take care of a bunch of other things, you know, um, but that was so clear. And then the other thing that was actually just hit me the other day was Jennifer was getting ready for her meet. We were just kind of like listening to a little short video about preparing for your first powerlifting meet. And this, this coach, he's been a coach for a long time. His name's Chad Wesley Smith. He runs uh, this training program, Juggernaut, Juggernaut Training Systems. They mostly do powerlifting um, programs and, and programming and stuff. And they've been working with elite, mostly elite female athletes, but they have some great male athletes too. He was saying like, when do you sign up for your first powerlifting meet? And, and he basically was like, sign up now because you're never, you're never going to be strong enough. Like you're going to, so you can squat, you know, you can squat 400 pounds. You're going to be like, oh, well, when I can squat 500 pounds, I'll sign up. But then you're going to be able to squat 500 pounds. So then like maybe when I can squat 550, so you're always pushing the bar. And it's kind of like the same thing for your, your artwork, your artwork and how you approach your art career. Like, you know, some ways you feel like you're preparing to enter into the art world but you kind of have to just guess, get in where you're at. Like your work's going to develop and change. And even as young artists, you're going to start, you know, you're going to start showing work and maybe five years from there, that work is going to change, but it doesn't really matter because you just have to jump in. So you can't be scared to show people what you're working on or to share. And I think that there's a, there's a strong analogy between those things, but it's really about the discipline. I think, like you said, like artists have to have discipline in order to see progress and see the results they want, which is ultimately probably having an art career or share, you know, showing their work more or whatever it is, selling work. And it's just the same thing that happens with managing your training. And it's the same thing too. You have to take care of your body because you need that longevity. And I think that's the biggest thing I've been thinking about with uh, friends of mine who are artists that, you know, like also like, yeah, you know, you need a, a little training program or something because as we get older, you know, 
you got to take care of your body. So Dude, it's just I, kind I, of like a no brainer. No, I, I, I love the way that you just talked about that because I think about that a lot. Like, and I, again, like this is something I say on the podcast all the time. Like I physically work out every day, whether it's, yeah, you know, like I, like today I just ran sprints. Like today's my, my right. high intensity training day tomorrow. I'll either ride my bike for 30 minutes or do like a bunch of yard work, something, you know, and then I do like uh, core training and like some sort of arm stuff every day, you know, and it's not, I don't do heavy lifting, but I do like I reps. I'm more of a rep guy. Cause I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to get bigger. I'm just trying to like, like you talk about it. It's like longevity, like having core strength for like when I get older, like I don't want to fall down. You know? yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's sounds funny, but it's true. But I think that, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, know, I know just that moving that... those run, just moving those paintings. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, move, exactly. moving the paintings around and yep. like, yep, doing stuff in the studio that you want to be able to do. Yep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that my, and I know that that comes from me being like an athlete growing up, and right. But I know that that transfers into my art practice because I'm so disciplined from my athletic past. Right. That I'm, I'm in my studio every day. And again, like that doesn't mean yeah. that I'm in there for 10 hours. Like maybe it's like 30 minutes and it's more of a mental day, but maybe some days it's long, you know, and it's like, but that yeah. kind of yeah. like, I think sometimes discipline as an artist gets is like a bad word. It's kind of like beauty is a bad word in art. And it's just like, come on. Like I get so tired yeah. of like yeah. these careerist artist people that especially academics sometimes, you know, and I know I'm an academic, but it's just like, we're allowed to have different opinions. It doesn't mean you're right. Like there always seems to be like this. Well, this person didn't go to school for art, so they're not a real artist. And it's like, fuck right. you. Like that's right, not right. like, no, right. like we're all creative. Just like we're, all, we can all be physically active. Like sure. Yeah. There's different levels. Sure. But like, yeah. that doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that this person can't do that. That doesn't mean that I can't go out and show, like I had an issue with this project, this, the business I'm doing that, somebody like straight up told me that the artists that I work with are not real artists. Mm. And I was like, what does that, what does that? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Real art? Like, well, I'm going to need to see their CVs. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, the one person I work with this, this is since he's said this, this person said this to me, there's a guy I work with that used to play pro football or he played at Ohio state. He's got five artworks in the Columbus museum of art. Is that a real artist right. now? Like it's a process, right, man. Right. Like, so it's just, I don't know. It's just interesting what we, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the art world's funny that way. I think it's funny. Cause right now I feel like there is a stronger push or maybe it's because of the climate for uh, a kind of, you know, uh, giving platforms to artists who don't have MFAs. Um, it seems like they, like right now, like we love having artists who are self-taught and all this stuff. So there is a funny, it's funny how there becomes these, some in some parts of the art world, maybe that's not appreciated. In other parts, they're celebrating that. Um, so it's it's an interesting thing. You, I think- You teach the, at, yeah. you teach at- um... I- you know, I did, I, I taught did. Okay. for a number of years. Yeah. I taught for a number of years. Um, we, Jennifer and I were, we were both teaching in the Midwest. Okay. Um, that's, what I, that's what I thought um, you taught, were in the Midwest yeah. somewhere. I couldn't, where were yeah, you? We live in, so we were, I, I taught at Illinois state. Okay. Um, I, thought, I was going to say Iowa. Just like a visiting. But... 
Yeah, we were, so we were in, my wife went to Nebraska for grad school. Mm -hmm. We were, um, we were in Ohio. We were in, she, she taught at uh, Ball State. And she's a writer. Indiana. Right. She's a writer. She's a fiction writer. So she's, I mean, again, like that's very much in line of what we're talking about. Like this, having a creative practice, having a physical practice. Like it's, it's like you have one child or two. We have one, we have a a 13 year old daughter. Okay. And so, I mean, that's what the same way she's super. Yeah, I was just going to say, how yeah. cool is that to be in that family where both things are like really, truly celebrated? Yeah. And we try to get her like right now she's she's testing out tennis, um, but we um, she really loved her. Actually, her favorite thing is probably swimming, but she's a great runner. And but she's also super artistic, too. So we're in the process of working on portfolios and stuff for high school. So it's and I think if maybe that comes from my wife's side. She's like I said, her she was more of an, an athlete. Like she was a gymnast, um, you know, and I think she played softball and, you know, she had, she was definitely more athletic than me (laughs) and she probably still is. (laughs) Um, so if anything, maybe that's comes from her side for our daughter, but I think, I think those things, I think these things are super important. I I think that we, again, I, I think about the art world is funny because it prioritizes like unhealthiness in a lot of ways. Like, you know, like I said, I I'll show up somewhere and I'll start talking, you know, about lifting or whatever. And it's kind of funny, but we're a little bit, my wife and I are kind of like, we're a little bit boring in that sense. Like, (laughs) you know, we go to bed pretty early and we're like, not that wild. Um, but I think that our world does prioritize, um, unhealthiness. They they love the, 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 um, the kind of like concept or the kind of, um, romantic idea of the crazy artist who's like, you know, doing wild things. And I think that's, it's just for sales. I mean, at the end of the day, we forget it's a market and they have to sell this stuff. The genius to the genius to collectors is much more sexy than someone who just shows up Monday through Friday and does the work. You know I mean? That's just not sexy. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that's just funny yeah. to think about, but it's so true. It's just, it's true, right? Yeah. yeah it like is. We, you know, we know, we know all that we know, you know, we know a lot of the same artists, but we also, um, we know lots of artists where it's like this person makes amazing art, but cannot function as a human. Yep. And at the end of the day, like that's not sustainable. And the gallery system and the museum system, they don't really care about that part. They just, it's all about the, 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 it's all of it. Yes. Yep. So all about the money. I think that, um, so yeah, you have to, you have to decide for yourself as an artist too, where you, where you want to sit, where you want to stand. Um, and we, so we current, we live in Brooklyn. Um, we've been in New York for about six years. Um, after teaching, after teaching for many years, my wife still teaches. She teaches at Rutgers. Oh, um, cool. But yeah, we've been in New York for about six years now. Yeah. Um, I would. I would. Yeah. I knew you were in New York. I actually thought it had been longer than that. But I knew like you'd been in the Midwest um, for a yeah. while. And I, for some reason, I thought Iowa. And I think that might have been an, um, somebody else from that time period that was in the painting. Cause you yeah, were in we the... covered a lot of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we covered, it's, we covered a lot of ground. It's you know? a big place <laughs> out there. I drive across the country at least, at least twice a year, every year since yeah. 2004. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, so do you miss like the teaching element? Because I do feel like, again, yeah. like somebody that does have these kind of two worlds going on, I think is like, it's important 
to talk about in those spaces. Because again, like yeah. I think what not to like pat ourselves on the back at the abstract athlete that we're, we're you know, like, but we're, we are trying to knock down those kind of stereotypical walls, you know, like, Oh yes. Yeah. Athletes can be creative. Oh yes. Artists can be physically active and, and like allow these to, you know, it's like, and especially in academia, it's like, I hate silos. And so like, I hate that idea that, well, you're, you, oh, you want to take art. That's the only building you're going to be in the re- these four years, or you're going to be an engineer that, you know, right. and maybe you can take one class or what, you know, I, one of the things I don't, to tell you, I'm not even in the painting department anymore because I actually okay. have started, um, a program that kind of mirrors what the abstract athlete is. And it's just oh, called, a, oh. it's called creative practices. So I get a lot of student oh, athletes cool. in there. Yeah. And it's a blast yeah. because again, yeah. like these, yeah, yeah. The, the the most rewarding, even though like I love dealing with student athletes because I used to be one and I think they're really comfortable with me. And I, you know, I talk to people that had graduated five years ago. They'll still text me. But one of the, the rewarding yeah, things is awesome. like I have artists that take the class and they'll tell me that this is the best class that they've ever taken. And it's like, wow, yeah. like that, you know, to me, that just means something that, you know, like maybe the, I don't want to say it's rigidity, but like the sterility of these programs needs to open up like to the, to the fact that like we need to having have more open dialogues um, about these yeah. things. I don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. With I know no, I definitely agree with that. I think that um, to answer, I mean, to answer your question, I, I actually, I mean, I really like, I do like teaching and I really enjoyed um, my, you know, working with the students. There's so many th- cool things about college campuses, to be honest. Like I think it keeps us fresh. Oh. you know, thinking about like, you know, new ideas or even the way that students consume information and images and so forth is so different and just keeps us in touch. And, but I do think also, like you're saying, because the whole atmosphere and the whole environment has been towards opening up doors and boundaries. And, you know, we see it obviously with like racial justice, we see it with like sexuality and gender I think, but there's so many other places where we can overrun them. This is a perfect example. It's like looking at these kind of, these kind of like, not belief systems, but kind of ideas that people hold on to like that, oh, an athlete or someone who's interested in sports and fitness is not an artistic person or someone who's into science doesn't like the arts. Like these, these kind of boundaries are so unhelpful. Um, and don't really reflect what we've seen in the past, you know, 25, 30 years, you know, even thinking even, and maybe science and art was like a quicker, you yeah. know, like even I, I remember, I think, yeah, I think VCU had some like engineering um, sculpture overlap or no. something like that, but we have to open up more of these ideas um, to have things circulate because students are interested in that, but also it's good for us. It's good for to open up our thinking. I mean, you can't stay as a professor teaching art and not allow your own self to develop. Like that just would be an unhealthy experience. And I think you're right. It's kind of silos and maybe we need to open those up more. Yeah. Which will never happen because they have those rigid (laughs) systems on, I mean, it just, it is like, it's those rigid systems of higher academia. Like that, you know, I, I, it's, I don't want to say it's frustrating because I don't really get involved in it, but I have been in like back when I was. Yeah. You've been in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it's just like, man, what are we doing? Like we're like stifling right. like 
creative thought and creative actions and and thinking in general like it's really it's it's always been strange to me how you know especially yeah. in that in in art like again we're supposed to be the <laughs> the thinkers and the and and being ahead of the curve and but it's like you get in some exactly. of these classes and it's just so it's so narrow-minded and, and it's it's just yeah. really bizarre to me so what like yeah it is it's weird i mean you know i think back to some of these classes i've taken you know obviously we have we've, and then some of those ones that are so back like so kind of like old-fashioned you think what are we doing and then you're like maybe there is something to pull from that maybe you still draw on something but yeah it's it's interesting yeah it's interesting. i mean i like i love art history but i think art history is taught so i mean it's just memorization and you know it's just like yeah. look at an image and oh that's a uh, fra angelica and i was like okay well what does that mean like what yeah about and i was person? always really good at that yeah <laughs> I yeah, sucked I at that. Remember, I could. Oh man, I could nail those like picture, name, title, date. Boom. You know, I had that down. So. Oh, I was awful with um, that shit. Dude. Oh, it was awful. The Abstract Athlete is sponsored by and in partnership with Begin Again Toys. Begin Again Toys is an eco-friendly and educational toy company focused on sustainable ways to explore and play with a goal to inspire children with stories of innovation, adventure, and good old-fashioned fun. For more information, visit beginagaintoys.com. So what, like, you are a sculptor by trade. Like, that was what your degrees are in. But, like, um, I think I read that, like, you're, you're, I mean, not that this titles matter or anything, but, like, you're a multidisciplinary artist. Um, like, so what, like, like maybe give people, like, first of all, you have a uh, website that I'll promote on, you know, on the, yeah, the yeah, written yeah. part. But what, like, what are some of the things, like, that you, like, think about like what do you, like where do you generate your ideas like what like how does this stuff manifest yeah it's funny we were i was out this morning with uh, my wife and we were walking i was just taking some pictures um but i think you know one like for me so yeah my background's in sculpture um i was always really paint into into painting and interested in painting um i at this point you know i mostly make work on paper um, and, you know, I deal, I'll, I'll um, make images, but I also like cut out a lot of paper and I'll glue it down and collage things. Um, so yeah, most, I would say when people ask me, just say I make work on paper at this point. And, um, but I think, you know, as I'm moving through the world, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm collecting all this information. I'm seeing things like this morning we saw this, I was in the subway and I passed by this, this one spot in the wall, um, over and over. And I finally took a picture of it this morning. It's where the tiles, obviously the tiles fell out of the wall and someone came back to repair it. And, you know, they took the time to match colors. You know, I say match the colors, like they matched them as best they could. Yeah. It was like kind of the same yellow, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like kind of the same white. And, you know, and I think, and as we were looking at it, we were talking about it and there's like, there's, you know, the tiles, the original tile probably doesn't exist anymore. It's not in the warehouse. Uh, maybe that color is no longer produced. And, but still someone took the time to put things back together the best they can, you know? And so like, I'll, I'll use that image. I'm not gonna, 
I'm not going to necessarily use the specific image of it, but I'll use that idea of the idea of putting something, you know, back together that's kind of the same. Um, and I think it's like a nice, you know, beautiful kind of metaphor for how people uh, move through the world, you know. And so right now I'm working in the studio on these pieces like that are, um, you know, they're they're with this jaguar character that I've been kind of using, and um, it's it's. A lot of the images, I have another piece that's, that I'm working on that's uh, based on the subways because I have like a few that I've been working on that are based on that situation. And in the one piece, there's an individual who's, it's from a, something I saw because a lot of these things are just observations or things I'm seeing around New York in my daily kind of travels. And there was a man riding in between the cars and the train pulled up and he was standing, you know, not inside the subway car, but like, on the outside of it between the two cars just smoking a cigarette you know and there was something yeah it was like this funny like weird like was what what the fuck is that <laughs> and then it was also like the guy was like you know the cars are full and this man's there smoking a cigarette and kind of like in a solid in a kind of like isolated way but maybe he's just trying to escape for a minute and I, there was something really relatable for me about that because i think you know new york is a place where you're like constantly interacting with people but then you're not interacting with them at all so it's lonely and full and and I think a lot of the work that I'm doing deals with some of these ideas of isolation uh you know loneliness um but like people crowds that's um, a really interesting yeah. thought and first of all like I want to say like that you you for me like said something that I always think about I think one of the most important things about being a even though we're all creative, but like taking that step is paying attention, like looking, yeah. like being aware of the surroundings, looking at like seeing that, that tile gone. And that like, that's, that's like, that's beautiful. It's like, I think exactly. even back, yeah. back yeah. when you were around and I think Richard Roth probably talked about this. Like I always love those moments when like something gets graffitied and then they come by and they try to paint over it. And it's not quite that same color. And so like there's these yeah, shapes and, and it's like, but it's, yep, there's yep. something like really uh, kind of poetic about that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's, yeah, exactly. It's fun for me. Like, uh, you know, just going back to my class, it's like, I, I, I had this baseball pitcher and I always love dealing with baseball guys, obviously for personal reasons, but, and I remember him, like an, every student of mine has my, cell phone number because i like i encourage okay. them to okay. like send me images of things they're working on just because I, it holds I me that. accountable but it's also yeah. it holds them accountable and i remember this kid started sending me pictures like just cell phone pictures and like and they be they started becoming really cool in that respect that he was he was like just paying attention to his surroundings like he took this picture of like looking between a tree and that depth of field. And just like, there was like something like, I don't know, there was like something sitting in the tree, but it was just like, Oh, he's starting to, he's starting to do it. Like he's starting to like, because like the most beautiful thing could be like a dust pile in the corner of a doorway, like, you know, just like flecks of paper or whatever. And, um, I just like, I love that idea of like you, like noticing those moments and and i agree and 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 also i just i i want to talk more about that because it's really interesting i mean people would probably like listening to this will probably be like what L like isolation in new york like that's not possible yeah. it, it is like you can be isolated 
and like yeah. air quotes lonely anywhere. Like, and I think it's true. Like there's kind of a zombie esque ness. I'm going to make up a word of New York, yeah, like yeah, where yeah. there's absolutely millions of millions of people. And they're just like kind of walking down the streets and there's not that, and I've always, I've always felt that in some weird way. I feel like I'm, it's, it's like a claustrophobia, but like in the middle of a desert, like it's weird. Absolutely. As I think for me, I feel, I mean, we love New York and, you know, I think I, on my, you know, my wife loves New York. Um, and, but I think it definitely is a city where you're simultaneously have a kind of, there you know, you're everyone and everyone who lives in New York is always like, yeah, I need a little more space. And they could be in like, you know, they could have their own brownstone. They're like, yeah, I just need a little more space. And then, or you could be in like a one bedroom in a, you know, a studio apartment. You're like, I just need a little patio. So you're always craving more space. But at the same time, there's so many people that sometimes you're like, God, I can't stand any of these people. (laughs) Like, why are these people so crazy? And so there's this thing it's, it's, and it makes you feel kind of weird. Like even this morning we were out, and we were sitting in the park and, you know, we interacted with like three people, you know, we, we went to this coffee window. We like to go to, there's a, there's a guy, I don't know his name, but I, you know, he always recognizes and we have like a little weird interaction. I, I love seeing that guy. He makes my day better. <laughs> and then we're sitting on the bench and some other guy comes by trying to give us bagels. Um, he, maybe he's passing out free bagels in the park. And that was weird. I was like, what's this, why is this guy talking to us? And then this other lady who older lady comes by and starts talking to us about the bagels. And then I was like, okay, why, if, you know, if, if I wanted to talk to somebody, I would find somewhere to go talk. So then it's like this weird thing where you're like, oh, you have a great interaction with a person and then someone else. And then you're like, no, no, now I don't want to talk to anybody. So you're, (laughs) you you know, you're kind of flip-flopping between these things. And I think it's a real, it's, but it's like a common, this is like an everyday experience for people who live in large cities you know maybe maybe la has more space you don't have to worry about that or but i think you know if you're in chicago or san francisco you're having these similar kinds of experience any big city in the world probably um but yeah absolutely (laughs) kind of weird sometimes i love that idea though it's just like okay i'm done stop (laughs) yeah you're like oh this is really neat and then you're like no no i'm 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 done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm good. I've had my morning fill. I'm good. (laughs) Who are enough for me right now? You know, one thing I like to know, like, uh, from people I talk to is like, who are like, um, and this can be any, you know, like from anywhere, but like influences, like it can be art influences. Um, you know, it could be an athlete. It could be, you know, it could be an actor. I don't, you know, whatever. Like, but people that like, you know, maybe kind of drive, drive you as, as, as a strength trainer or drive you as an artist, um, um, maybe make you think like, you know, what, however you want to like answer this, but I, yeah. I'm all, I always think it's fascinating to like hear like who pushes who, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, oh boy, that's a, there's a lot, um, a lot of things. I mean, you know, just as, I mean, as an artist, um, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough. I've had like different uh, people come into my life where you were really inspired by what they're doing. Like I've had, you know, um, I've had a great kind of, I would say not really a professor, but a, you know, mentor, um, named Whitfield Lavelle, who I'd met when I was in. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was here. You remember? Yeah. yeah, He was in VCU and yeah, I met, I met Whitfield at, at VCU and we worked on his, um, 
his project at the hand workshop. He had like this large installation. And I think, you know, Whitfield, Whitfield is awesome because doesn't he paint on like he, on, on, on wood, like old kind of decrepit wood. I mean, that's the, the piece yeah. I remember he did here was really just stunningly like almost haunting and, and yes. like, yeah, just like, yeah. Beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, yeah. Um, he'll, he'll work on kind of salvaged wood yep. that he'll make these panels, make panels. And he also works on paper sometimes. Um, and then he'll make these really amazing drawings on those pieces. And I think, you know, he just, just as the idea of drawing or like a work on paper or something like that being a finished artwork was something that I've, you know, carried ever since I, it took me a while to kind of accept that in a, in some ways, but it's something that I, I obviously learned from him and then kind of admired. And cause I would say, I don't know how exactly how he describes himself, but he makes essentially makes drawings, you know, these really amazing drawings. They're just super elaborate and can be an installation sometimes and so forth. Um, and then also just how he like approached the world. Like he was, he worked really hard in the studio, was committed to that in terms of like, like you said, like they show up and do the work, but it's also like, okay, now we need to go have a good meal because that's an important part of your life too. And now let's sit and have a conversation, you know, like it was like, you got to live too. Um, and so he was probably one of my great influences. I have a good friend, Derek Adams. Um, he lives here, you know, lives here in Brooklyn. Derek, I mean, did he constantly in, did Derek yeah. did Derek play sports? Like, was he an athlete? Somebody had Derek, I, like I love his work, and I I had heard something yeah. about him playing. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. Well, when I met you know I met Derek in two thousand two when I went to Skowhegan and. He, Derek and, and I, were, we were roommates in the in the Gustin house. And at that time, you know, we were younger, obviously. Derek was an obsessive cardio guy. He would like, he would go to the, like, he he had like, you know, full, he had like the six pack and everything. He was pretty rich. <laughs> and uh, it's just because I think he, he was in the gym all the time, you know. Um, but um, I don't know, if, I don't know if he played sports. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, this guy probably you know he puts in the work i mean uh, i think you know just seeing how the studio functions and the the kind of commitment to the work you know it's evident in the production i'm always whenever i show up at the studio i'm always blown away it's like there's so much new work um and there's always evolving projects also the amount of projects he has going on at one time it's just you know obviously someone who's just 110 percent committed to the um, committed to the practice and committed to the studio is always really inspiring. Also how he thinks about art has always really spoke, spoken to me. And I feel like we have a lot of, we think about art in a lot of the same ways. Also trying to get him to get some strength training. And I'm always like, you know, you can, you, you, ha, you, <laughs> you got to bring back you the story. Back. You gotta, Dude, you used to have six back. Come on, get that back. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a great guy. Um, great. I mean, amazing artist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some of the artists that, you know, I think, you know, that I feel like really inspired me or, you know, still speaks to me. Um, well, I mean, they're both yeah. top of the food chain guys like that are, I mean, yeah, did, I mean, did, amazing. Did, yeah. Did Whitfield, he won a, um, a Guggenheim a couple years ago, right? Oh, man, uh, I think Whitfield has won probably, everything, you know, he's won in MacArthur. And MacArthur, that's what it was. It was I, MacArthur. That's yeah, what Yeah. Last time I saw him. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was headed to, uh, headed to Rome. 
um, you know, to do like a, I think he was doing the Rome prize on a few pieces. So I think, you know, he's done a lot of, he's, he's, I mean, he's at the top of the food chain. Yeah. yeah. No, amazing but I artist. like, and, yeah, amazing he, I didn't have a huge interaction with him when he was here, but he's just down to earth. Like that's, that's the beauty. Like, I think a lot of people think that these top of the food and chain people, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I mean, I just, it was like, he's real, so funny. Yeah. But it just like, they're, <laughs> people are just, just because you're disciplined and, and, you know, focused doesn't mean that you're like a bad person. Like, I think sometimes people yeah. think that these people are like unapproachable and it's like, no, they're pretty chill. They're actually really like, I love to hear that Whitfield just wants to go out and have a good meal. And so, you know, it's very European all in, in some yeah. ways. Um, and, and yeah. no, I'd love to meet Derek. Cause I, there's some, first of all, I love his work. Um, but oh, yeah, that, like, somebody, somebody mentioned him multiple times. And I, for some reason I thought somebody had said he'd, he played some, I don't know, maybe that just like was faulty information or something, but so what, like, I mean, yeah. What are you like seeing for yourself uh, in the future? Like, do you want to go back to teaching or are you just going to be a studio artist and have your physical practice? Is it, yeah. You know, like, uh, ah, yeah, that's a good question. Ron. I, you know, I mean, I'm, we, so we've been here six years. We're, we're kind of in a period of, um, you know, we, you know, New York takes a while to set up. I mean, it sometimes feels like I've been in New York longer because I have, I've had a lot of friends who, you know, I have a lot of friends who live here and I've had friends who lived in New York and moved out. And, and so we've always kind of come in and out of the city, but, you know, having a full-time like residence in, in New York has only been about six years. We were here for a few years and the pandemic hit, yeah. which was, you know, crazy for everyone. Um, you know, I've been fortunate. I have a, you know, I have a studio here in Brooklyn and, you know, I think now is now is the time to kind of like refocus a little bit just on, you know, making the work, but also the other part, which is, you know, making the work has always not been a problem. Like I'm always, that's always going, but setting up more people to come have more studio visits, doing the kind of other pieces that are required to, um, to, you know, to, to get your work out there and to develop more, you know, long range goal, you know, dream, whatever you want to call it would be to be able to be in the studio full time. Um, maybe, you know, I don't actually don't mind have like, I would always think having something else is kind of nice. Cause I like, I like the idea of like having other interests and the teaching is nice that way. Um, but you know, being in there full time and, and obviously, you know, my perfect world would be like, waking up, having coffee and breakfast, um, going to the studio <laughs> for a few hours, having some lunch. Um, you know, maybe my daughter comes home from school and then we do our training in the, you know, early evening or late afternoon. You know, these are dreams, but that's, I think over the next few years that we want to, both Jennifer and I are kind of trying to put a little more focus on the professional side of like, not only doing the work in the studio or, or writing at home, but also making sure to reach out to people, have studio visits, invite people. It doesn't always have to be artists. Like that's another, or, or art world people. Like I've been thinking about that more that it's, so, you know, we have friends, I have a friend who's in real estate. Like, you know, I should, I should have, the, have him come over to the studio. Like he likes art, you know, it's like we can have those conversations because there's also things you get, like you said, from not people who are not in the arts, their perspective sometimes is refreshing. They see things that we're not necessarily clued into 
Um, I think that, yeah, I, doing that I think yeah. more and more of that is like so important. Like I, I love that idea because like, yeah. because he's, he or she is also creative. They just stopped, you know, in some yeah. way, you know, maybe, but yeah. maybe they have, yeah. maybe they have a creative outlet, you know, like th- that's the thing is like, I think the unfortunate thing is people that are not, and again, I'm air quoting that in the art world, people that are not in the art world think that creativity is like drawing or painting and that's it. And it's like, right. right. No, like singing, dancing, doing a podcast is create is music. being creative. Yeah, music. Absolutely. I mean like doing yeah. this, like, right. Like, because I mean, we're, we've known each other for a long time, but even like people I don't know, like there's like, there's like a, a creativity to having a conversation, which I think is, is important right. for all of us. Like, like I tell students all the time, it's like, you got to learn to have a conversation because guess what? You're going to be applying to a job or you're going to like for athletes. If you yeah, get, exactly. if you get, exactly. you know, you're going to have to do an interview or like, what, like whatever, like, but you got to be able to do that. And like, without like that right. stress and there is like creativity, it's like a blue song, you know, like it's call and response. Like you're, you're listening to somebody talk and you're responding to it. And it's like this, there's, there's, right. it's creative. And I just, it, so I do, I, I think that that idea of inviting, friends that are not in the art world over i think that's mm-hmm. just it's super cool because again yeah like maybe just that conversation you have with them inspires them to pick up a pencil or a, a microphone to do something you know it's exactly. I, I just think it opens a door um to both sides yeah. yeah and i think i think sometimes as artists we can get a little you know especially if you're trying to juggle multiple things you know you're like always well, you can go either way. You can prioritize being in the studio. You can prioritize the social part and being out at openings and doing all this other stuff. But you have to, you do have to find the balance of those things because let's face it, like you have to show up for some things. You have to invite people. You have to schedule, but that has to be scheduled as well. So you make sure you have your studio um, practice intact too. So yeah, it's it's always juggle, but I think it goes back to that idea of discipline. Like you have to have a schedule. Um, and then the other thing too, for me is like, uh, you know, I signed up for, so I signed up for my first powerlifting meet in yes. February. I was just going to ask um, if, if this was going to yeah. happen. Okay. Yeah. My wife really inspired me, you know, like I, you know, we went up to, we went up to Latham for this powerlifting meet. Um, you know, her training was going really, really well. Her numbers were looking really, really good. We took a, we had a week, tri- we had a 10 day trip to Paris, which had been scheduled for a long time. We tried to schedule it around. So it would hit like on a deload week we thought we had made a good call but when we got back from paris after a week of not training um the numbers the the weights didn't move as well (laughs) as we had hoped so it kind of like took a little hit and then ultimately she ended up her um her you know her her singles that she was going to take were lower than what she had hoped but it didn't really at the same time she like was like you know i'm just going to do it it doesn't matter i'm going to get up there and i have to do these to a certain kind of standard and I'm, we're going to see how this goes. And it was super exciting. She, you know, she did really well. Um, and also we got to see kind of like, okay, well, like what, what actually happens here when you're like getting ready for this thing? So she is, she's like, she inspired me to like, yeah, let me just sign up. Um, you know, training for me has been going well. Um, you know, my, you know, my, out of the three lifts, like, uh, squat is probably my worst, um, lift just because I think there's a, I think there's a whole bunch of psychological things about squat in general that uh, 
to the world feels like things are just like pushing down on you <laughs> versus like versus like deadlift I always feel like no matter what weight is on the bar I'm gonna lift it and then bench I always overestimate my strength you know like probably every guy does but um still it's pretty you know my bench is pretty good so my bench like, has always sucked that was like always the worst <laughs> I like anything like leg wise because I just I yeah yeah I could do that but like I just, I remember at Ohio state, we had to do like a, um, like a strength train, like a, the, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And I, I think I was like 175 at that time. And, and I think I had 180 on the bar and I did it twice and that was it. And it was yeah, it's pretty, like, and it's 170. You're pretty light at that weight. Like, yeah. Like 175 is a pretty light dude. Like really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but I'm working, I mean, I'm working on all those things and you know, it's funny. Like when we started, like we started training, I had, I think I had, I was about, I was 39 because we had, I went, the, the, the story was basically, I went to my doctor, I had my checkup, you know, I was like 39 years old, about to turn 40. Um, you know, I have this great doctor. She's, she's younger. She's more thorough. She asked me like all sorts of questions. Like, you know, she was, she was actually, and she wanted to know like, how's your diet? And I like, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And she's like, okay, what do you typically have? Like, what do you eat? And I was like, oh, I have like, She's like, but she wanted more details. And so she was like very detailed. And she's like, what's your, what's your exercise routine look like? And I was like, you know, I, like, I walk <laughs> a lot. She's like, yeah, you live in New York. Everyone does. And yeah. I was like, oh man, okay. She's like, you know, you're, you're, she was like, you're 39. Your testosterone's going down. Like your muscle mass is shrinking. She's like, you don't have a ton right now anyways. So like, she's like, you need to like work out. And I was like, Oh man. So then, wow. I like this doctor. Holy shit. I mean, I did too. I was like, she's good. And my blood work was like, okay. It was like, it had like, you know, my cholesterol is probably a little too high. And like, you know, it just was like, meh, you know, it's fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but she's like, no, these numbers are okay. And then my wife was like, okay, we're going to do. And so I hated going to the gym to be honest. And then, cause I was like, I never really knew what I was doing there. Like, what am I doing here? And, um, I was one of those kids who like played soccer and loved soccer, but I never realized like there were guys on my soccer team that were way better than me, way stronger, you know, and I didn't, I didn't really get, didn't understand that those guys were in the gym, in the weight room, like the way the football players and the hockey players were in the gym. There were some guys on the soccer team that were in the gym the same way. And it just never really clicked for me. I didn't understand that like basketball players like lifted weights, yep. you know, cause they're so lean. Yep. And it just never, it never made sense. So my wife found, um, we started out with this, uh, it's called strong lifts, like five by five. It's like a, you know, you can actually, you can, it's like, an, you can get an app. It's an app for it. And basically it's like squat bench, deadlift. There's like a few other things, like has like um, a few other exercises, overhead press, a few things. And I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. How hard can this be? Kicked and then I realized quickly, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to squat, how how low are you supposed to go like and so she started with that that's where we started and it and when what became fascinating for me and i think this maybe is the artist brain because i was thinking about like this thing about exercise and art or like working out or sports and it's like what became fascinating for me is like how do you do this movement you know how do you do that like how do you squat and then how do you move like a lot of weight like just if you could even squat down like how do you even get down? First of all, where do your feet have to go? How wide do you have to be? Like, where do your knees, like, what are your knees doing? Like all this stuff, what's your back thing? But then like, how do these, how does someone spot like, like, and at that time I was like, 
how do they squat like 300 pounds? And you're like, whoa, that seems like really, that's like a lot of weight. And then same thing for deadlift. How does someone pick 500 pounds off the floor without like basically snapping in half? So it became all about learning the technical pieces of trying to do these things, which are always, and then those things are always getting better. And so for me, it became like, like I was like studying this thing to like figure out like, okay, how do you do this? Or like, why doesn't this technique, someone's saying do this, but this technique doesn't work. I don't understand what that means, but this makes sense. Why is that? And so it really, and then we kind of like progressed through that into other training programs and um, but you're yeah, saying, so, like just, you're, so actually in a way, you're saying yeah. something I think is like really important because, and I say this to athletes with art, like, cause I don't tell them what to do. I ask them what they want to do because I always say, if you like something, you're going to go back to it. It sounds like you really, you got into it, like, and you're into this strength training. Like, like you started yeah, researching, yeah. like you, like you look yep. forward to it. <laughs> You know, and that's the same, yeah. like, I, I look forward to running sprints or stairs. I hate running distances. I'll do it every once in a while and I'll ride right. my bike. Cause right, I can't right. run sprints every day. And I like, I like doing something cardio every day. I just like, it's, you know, I probably shouldn't, I probably should give my body a little bit more of a rest, but I, it's just, right. you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, I, I feel good when I do it, but I, I would rather do sprints. Like I look forward to going yep. and running sprints or stairs and having that just like pure exhaustion when you're done yeah like and, just blast yeah absolutely yeah. no it's, yeah. I, it's yeah no i do too yeah. and it's like that's it's for people for artists like find something that you like to do physically whether it's like literally whether it's just going for what like walking is underrated like you can go walk yeah five miles you know like especially you know like new york's yeah. different like people do walk all over the place in richmond people don't walk like that and it's like yeah. it's still exercising and then for for people that are not artists find something you like to do creatively because again like the whole part of the battle is just finding something you enjoy so you come yeah. back to it yeah Exactly. I think like the enjoyment and also the other thing that, that yeah, because I don't like working out really, <laughs> but I dream. love lifting. Like I love lifting heavy weights. Like I like yep. that's that's interesting to me and fun. And the thing too is also about what's fun. And then also like I think that we really, you know, it's actually interesting because I think when I was a younger artist or younger guy, just younger fellow, <laughs> I always... <laughs> there were certain kinds of ideas, you know, I was raised by like a, a single mom. I had like all these kind of ideas about like, m you know, masculinity and how men behaved and what was like appropriate and what's not appropriate. And, you know, I think I kind of felt like a lot of the things that would be less aggressive or, or gentler or things like that were better. And what I realized is like, regardless of your gender if you're like my wife has a lot of aggression she's a real aggressive female and i think when we go to the gym she can like that's an outlet for that and it's yep. a real good place to put it you know i'm a guy who's maybe a little quieter but then i get to express some other kind of thing when i'm lifting heavy weights yep. and so it's a real interesting discovery as i get older like oh there's like i understand now why dudes like to be muscular. Like I, I didn't understand that when I was like, you know, 20, 21, I was like, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to be so must, you know, muscle bound or whatever? Dude, I totally get it now. And also the idea of like giving your body, giving yourself something hard 
to do. Maybe in our, you know, maybe in our society, we try to avoid those kind of things, but actually like giving your body a challenge feels really rewarding to, to see like, what can I do? I didn't know I could do that. Like, you know, you and can I think say that as an artist coming. too. Like it's exactly. Yeah, it, like, exactly. like, yeah. I no, I I think yeah, to, that that's it's total, such a cool it's, it's such a it is but it's it's such a it's such a great thing to say because I, you know it, it it's a challenge like it's fun I mean it can be it's yes. obviously hard work like that's the other thing is like people don't think that being an artist is a hard thing to do and it's like it's actually yeah it is like you know yeah, like yeah yeah like like um like someone saying like you know okay I have this wall. Like, I want you to, um, I really would love you to do a full wall piece here yep. and having that challenge and, and, you know, taking on this challenge that maybe, maybe you've never done a piece bigger than four foot by five foot. And now you have this, a wall size work to do. It seems overwhelming and daunting. And then once you, once you accomplish that, there's such a sense that I can, wow, I didn't know I could do that. And then what other kinds of challenges can you take on? And I think that's really necessary as an artist. Um, to continually challenge yourself, just like we have to kind of do that when in our with our with our bodies, and um, you know, I mean, that's kind of that's how I kind of see it, and I think, but but again, maybe we you know maybe we look at things similarly. <laughs> I'd say pretty damn similarly, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I thank you for doing this. Like, I I, I definitely want to stay um, in touch with you because I there's certain things we we're gonna have down the road like workshops. Um, we actually own land out in Montana that we're. Yeah, uh, I saw that. It's, it's, yep. You've been kind of like developing a whole. Well, I didn't know you had the the the, the course. I mean, the, that's really interesting too. Like, yeah, kind of your own your mm -hmm. own um, not division, but. Um, well, it, it's it's kind of like the idea, and and unfortunately, COVID kind of knocked it off the rails a little bit. But the idea is to, like to create a a minor like called a creative yeah, practices minor, like, because again, like creativity can be used anywhere, like, you know, and then having discussions course, yeah. about being physically active and wellness. Like we work with a, in the business, but he's a doctor here at VCU, a traumatic brain injury doctor that also knows everything about, about, um, like diet and nutrition. And like, he'll, he'll try mm -hmm. to get everybody to be a vegan because <laughs> that's, you know, but he like, it, you know, so it's like, we have, we can talk about all this shit, but we have like the, the doctors that prove it, like, which is awesome. Like, right. and we work with another right. doctor in the business that actually now is at VCU. And he actually was a wrestler at Ohio state, but it's uh, mm. heart rate variability, which you might know a little bit about. Um, and mm. so it's just like, it's, it's really cool to be able to have these things. So I don't know if we're going to get it back on track to be a minor right now. It's just, there's, you know, multiple courses under this kind of yeah, it's great. rubric right now. And it's, you know, and, and in the business stuff, like, you know, we are, we're going to hopefully build out this place in Montana to be an artist athlete residency where we do workshops and blah, blah, you know, like, um, yeah, we have cool. product coming out. We're going to, we're going to do some on like some virtual kind of, um, module stuff coming up. And so like, there's a lot of things that I think that you're already doing that like we can, figure out ways to fit it in. And, yeah. and, um, I, you know, it, to me again, I love like, it and I think it's great. No, it's, it's, it's just for me, like, and again, I'm, I'm, 
just uh, this is the most rewarding stuff I've done because in it yeah. like I'm just I'm lucky because these are literally my two favorite or two loves smashing them together and like they're really not that different you know we try to yeah or like maybe in the past we tried to act like they were but it's like no they're actually they're really good for us to do these things so so it's yeah. it's cool yeah, for yeah. me to like see that you are like really doing this shit like it's it's just fun so but yeah, and no, then I think it's great and I appreciate it. Oh yeah, um, I always have one last because I always put new music, yeah, yeah. new music to uh, every episode. What kind of music do you like? <laughs> I'll probably I might yeah, so, I'm, I have I have some of my music and I have a couple friends that allow me to use, but a lot of times I just write shit on GarageBand, <laughs> so it might just be a style. Yeah, uh, no, it's funny. I you know it's funny how one thing is weird. I think is about music. I like, try to find new music, and I think. I think a lot of our musical tastes are like established when we're probably, you know, like 17 years oh, old yeah. or something like that, you know? So I've, so I've always been interested in like alternative, you know, kind of rock music, alternative music, and then, and hip hop. Okay. And, um, <laughs> nice. but like a lot of times my, yeah, like my playlists, a lot of times in the gym and the studio are kind of similar, um, you know, and, and I'll have like a lot of hip hop stuff on there. Um, I, I found this, this, uh, I've been listening to this playlist for a while called Summer on, uh, Spotify, but it has like, um, you know, there's like, um, futures on there and Pusha T, um, you know, some of, not all the songs on the new Drake album were great, but there's some really great ones for working out. Um, but I have other weird stuff. So that I, so, so, um, you know, and I always check, uh, what do you call it? Um, I always listen to, I check out Most Necessary and then um, what's, what's the other, what's the other hip hop? There's a, there's a rap. Okay. It'll, it'll come back to me. There's a rap <laughs> list on Spotify, but then we, you know, we watching, been watching Stranger Things with my daughter because um, we watched the first parts, but then it was like, seemed kind of scary, but now she's older. So she's like, we got to watch Stranger Things. So we watched, and that fourth season's scary. Like, and I, I, I I've not I watched like one movie. episode. I have no clue. It is. Let me tell you, Ron, that fourth season gets kind of scary, <laughs> okay. um, even for me. But a couple of the, this one song that like I've been listening to a lot in the gym for some reason is that, um, oh, oh, shoot. What's that? Oh, it's, um, yeah, well, what's the artist? Oh, yeah, there's that. Kate Hi, Jennifer. Oh, is that your wife? The hill. She's, she's in the background. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Ron says I. Um, yeah, Kate Bush has that running up the hill song. And then I forgot how good some of those Metallica songs are. So I kind of I'll use I'll like, use one of my old band songs then because it's like kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. like of that yeah. that alternative yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, grungy yeah, kind I of stuff. Sublime in there. Yeah. It's definitely like a weird mix of hip hop. No, but dude, I like it's so <laughs> funny because literally when I was running sprints today, I was listening. I don't even know what I was listening to, but in my head, and this sounds like old crotchety man on the porch, but I'm like, God, you know, the '90s music wise was unbelievable it had some of the pretty good. best hip-hop like it's tupac sure. biggie oh like yeah, those yeah. guys are like oh, legend yeah. like all, obviously all the grunge music like pearl jams you know stone temple and Soundgarden, like and it's just like nothing has happened musically since then that i think was as revolutionary as the 90s i mean like yeah, really truly I, yeah some of that old especially that you know, especially some of that hip hop and those, you know, and some of the rap music coming out of oh. New York in the 90s, early 2000s. 
I mean, you think about Nas and Mob Deep. Oh my God, absolutely. And Mob like, Deep doesn't get enough really credit. Like, Mob Deep. Yeah, is, they were. Yeah, they're one of my favorite. Yeah, one oh. of my all-time favorites. Um, but yeah, so I agree. But again, maybe it's my maybe it's my age. I know these. I know the young kids know. love um, all this. The you know the stuff like Future and stuff yeah. like that. So which is you know there's and there's some good stuff in there i'm not gonna discount that but no yeah. no 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 I, 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 deep from the 90s I li- and that's what i'm saying like it's just it's it's different different i and i and obviously music's different because of the availability of it and and you know like you can listen to anybody anywhere at any time now whereas back then you had to listen to what they were going to give you you know, and yeah. that pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. It's, you can consume any, I mean, there's so much music. So yep. it's like, yeah, infinite choices. So. Well, um, yeah. thank you, man. And this is like, this was just fun catching up. Um, like I yeah, said, no, I'll, I'll be sending yes, you so um, some video snippets and some yeah. like uh, stuff to promote. And like, as, like I said, man, like feel free to connect me with anybody. Cause I, I, yeah, have sure, anybody on the, some, on the on the podcast that'd be it'd be cool and like i said i i definitely want to you know like i know we've always kind of connected through social media for the last yeah, yeah. god 20 years i guess right since you guys were here since i i've been here for 20 years it's and, crazy yeah it's nuts yeah so, 2002 um, i graduated yeah yeah and i got here 2001 because i moved here i think two weeks before 9 11 like so it was like I remember that. I remember Sarah Brennan oh, yeah. being here then. Yeah. So, but yeah. And, was she, and she a year ahead of you? Uh, Where, no, she came where, back. I think, or, is that right? I can't remember now. Matt Fisher. It was cause Matt was, Matt there. was gone. Matt was gone by the time I got here. I think he okay, graduated okay. the year before I got here. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it was in Ian Heidi's class. I can't even remember. But you were with Matt Kenyon. Yeah. Matt was a year, graduated a year before me. So I, but he, yeah, we okay, were, yeah. we overlapped one year. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, me and Jenny. That was, that was some, there's some good artists. Um, oh dude, there was I mean, great I, stuff. I think. Yeah. I still think about those VCU yep. days. No, I mean like there, you know, that, that time period was, was pretty great. Um, in terms of just good yeah, connections. Really, yeah. Um, Dave, you know, Dave McQueen and, and, yeah. um, and yeah, Gallo, sure. Gallo Moncayo and, um, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember Adam Welch, who was in the crafts department. Um, just I don't think I knew, I don't think I knew him. Good, good artists, good dudes, and so yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was just a good time. Yeah, good people. So, so yeah, yeah, man, I'll I'll yeah. um I'll send this stuff out when I get it done. Like I said, okay. Um, I'm just starting to record for season seven, and stuff will be starting to come out soon. Cool. cool. Yeah, and I'll share. I have I'll, I'll I got a couple of people I was thinking that Sweet. you might be interested in. Sweet. Yeah. Cool, cool, man. All right, right, thanks, brother. Be well. Stay well. Keep lifting. Have a great weekend. (laughs) All right, you too. Yeah, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post some more things soon. I've been kind of like just keeping things. I'm. I'm. I'm super glad you're going. Going to do competition stuff. I think that there's just an extra added. You know, again, like it doesn't have to be anything, but just that idea of doing it. It's kind of like you said, putting your artwork out. You got to do it. Motivation. You can say like. Yeah, you can say like uh, these are these are the numbers that I've done to a certain kind of standard. Yep. Um, and it was super. I mean, honestly, just seeing her, it was super exciting. It yep. was super cool. Cool. And, like, and and people. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, all right, cool. buddy. All right, brother. Yep. You too, ma'am. All Later. Right, talk to you later. Bye. Yep. Well, personally, that was just a blast for me to catch up with Arjan. 
really so cool to see him growing into the strength training and powerlifting and cool he is in he and his wife uh, make it almost part of their daily ritual uh, such a cool couple I'm just really glad that I really get to you know I know them and, and have had a friendship with him for 20 years or so um, make sure to again to follow Arjan on Instagram at Arjan Sasueta. That's A-R-J-A-N-Z-A-Z-U-E-T-A. And you can also check out his website, ArjanZasueta.com. Stop by our website, TheAbstractAthlete.com and BeginAgainToys.com to check out our new product line information and also for news. Also a reminder to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network. Thank you again for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Yeah.